This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If we get a thousand subs on this episode, Sam will, will come back as the skin lord in the next episode. Oh, we got it. Okay. I want to hear the two notes. Just yeah. give them two notes. Just give them... How, how do they give know what taste. they're going to buy if I'll you give can't you the give them separately, two notes? separately, but not together. All right. Let's hear them separately. I don't know how to do that. I'll be honest. <laughs> Sam, yeah, just give them, like one, time. give them one word. No. If we change the give subject... Give them a sample, dude. If we change the subject, I bet the skin lord... I almost promise never, I promise never to do this in real life. I even told Casey and Clint, I'm like, I'm never going to tell you how I did this In before. a golden spoon <laughs> or in a cold stone, you walk in there, you can ask for a sample before you buy. I would like to have one sample of your finest ice cream. <laughs> All right, so there you go. It's coming up. It's coming up. Uh, oh, man. Wow. What a week we've had, guys. We're going to uh, Austin, Texas next week. Yep. I'll tell you all about that. And uh, this week, a lot of things are happening. A lot of things have happened this week. We've got an Article 13 passes in the EU. We've got a crazy situation with this uh, Jesse Smollett thing. We've got copycat Primtech channels um, and uh, and much, much more. So, wow. Um, what wow. do you guys want to start with? Wow. The Article, start 13? With Article 13. Okay. Nico's Article been, 13. Nico's been on this one. Let me just uh, tell you, the EU passed... Uh, on Tuesday, um, the article, the 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 it's called Article the 13. legislation. Yeah, the legislation that includes Article Thirteen, um, which uh, so it's not law yet. Basically, it has to go to the European Council, uh, and then the European Council needs to approve it, which they said they will, and then it takes two years to implement. So basically, in two years. This is going to be EU law now. Now, what is it? Um, it's been opposed by tech companies because it says that uh, it, it requires them to build really expensive content filters and stop linking publications and to have to come up with all these different uh, deals with content companies. But what is it though? Uh, what, so, what, what is it? Yeah. Like, so what does it say? That's a good question. Yeah, so if you don't know, Article 13 is the European legislation that uh, basically requires 
content companies such as Google, Facebook to provide either come to agreements with um, with uh, well, traditional they, media companies or to come up with better measures that keep their stuff off of platforms, basically to prevent copyright infringement, to bring copyright law into the 21st century. I mean, big, That's what big, it's intended even, to do. Even bigger picture, basically. It's the, European's version of, it's the European version of the DMCA. Yes, exactly. Big picture is they're trying to stop copyright infringement, and so this is the latest measure in doing so. But what it does is it usually, from what I, I believe, it put is it is putting the blame on the provide or the host of the content rather than the user who was infringing. Yes, so that's kind of the yes. core that I was that I was struggling to get to. Thank you, Sam, because <laughs> I I did not get there. But that's basically yeah. It 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 puts liability on the host so if you're a youtube user you upload copyright infringing content onto youtube the this provision is now saying that youtube should in part be liable for that to the owner of the copyright yeah uh, i mean it kind of makes sense so so the so nico's got some good insights on this i think you should take take this from here nico yeah well i think it's worth real quickly touching upon before we get too deep into that stuff that there's a lot of talk around Article 13 and a lot. It's like it's been a great opportunity for uh, journalists to scare everybody. To wet their whistle, <laughs> to, to sharpen their teeth. Big uh, tech to hates practice. it. Means are going to be banned. EU bad. Um, yeah. EU bad I'm not saying Article good. 13 is good or bad, by the way. I'm just pointing out that there's a lot. I mean, we have a headline pulled we'll up get here. There. We'll, we'll get to the goods and bads <laughs> at yeah. the end. Europe just passed sweeping new copyright rules that, that big, big tech, tech hates. Ooh, big tech. Let's, Ooh. let's, let's unroll <laughs> this carpet. Computer, let's man. unroll this carpet slowly. And yeah. So I think the very first thing to do to do here is we got our own very own lawyer sitting in the seat right next to me. Woo. We got the wording of the law itself. So guys, let's all be informed. Let's not just take journalists' words for it. <clears throat> let's not just read memes and assume that's what tells us what it is. Let's read the article itself. I get my news from memes. Thank you. All right. <laughs> I get my news from Reddit comments. Thank you very much. So um, we have the actual the actual article here. Um there's two parts. Uh, one is the text proposed by the commission, and one is an amendment. And being not entirely familiar with EU law, I'm not exactly sure which one gets prevented, pre- presented to the European Council. So I'll just give you a summary uh, of the total of because most of it's most of it's the same. There's only like slight differentiations in language, um, but basically, it says this. Um, <clears throat> Information society service providers that store and provide to the public access of large amounts of works on other subject matter uploaded by their users, a.k.a. YouTube, Google, shall, in cooperation with rights holders, take measures to ensure the functioning of agreements concluded with the rights holders for the use of their works on the platforms, effectively. Um, So saying you, YouTube and Facebook need to come to agreements with rights holders on the use of those works on their platforms. That's all it says for the, for the first part of it. Um, now, later it says, uh, those measures, such as the use of effective content recognition technologies, shall be appropriate and proportional. Uh, the service providers shall provide rights holders with adequate information on the functioning and deployment of those measures, 
as well, when relevant, adequate reporting on the recognition and use of the works and other subject matters. So they'll they'll give them data basically on yeah. how the how the algorithms and the uh, content ID systems are functioning, as well as how much your st- work might have been shared. Right, yeah. um, and then beyond that, it says. Uh, that if people don't want their stuff they on the platforms, then they need to make sure they have provisions to prevent stuff from being published on the platforms, and they also need to provide basically means of arbitration to those um, uh, to those um, what what is the word they used to redress? The, no, well, yeah, to redress to to redress grievances, yeah, but to the um, to the content owners. Mm-hmm. So, is that it? That's it. That's it. That's what it says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, that's that's basically it. Like, there's some other like little bits and bobs of verbiage, but ultimately, like the core of it, that's that's what it is, and that's what it says. So I, the big complaint was that it's too broad, but it's pretty. It is. A, it's, it's very it's broad, broad. But at the same time, all it's saying is. Hey, you guys should probably come to agreements with rights holders for people uploading copyright infringing content. So the question is like is it time for YouTube and Google and the Facebooks of the world to finally step up and say, "Okay, as the hosts of this content, should we should we should we finally be liable for this?" I think just, I just want to briefly, right before I answer that question, and I, we jump into that, I just want to point out, like, my initial reaction to you reading that is it sounds pretty reasonable. I'm not going to lie. Like, maybe it can get interpreted, interpreted in a bunch of different ways, and it can, it can get interpreted in a bunch of negative ways. But to me, it sounds kind of identical to what we already have in America, which is copyright holders need a way to get their work pulled off of a site if they want it, pulled off of a site. Hence the DCMA takedown. And sites need to have a function in place to do so. It seems completely reasonable. (laughs) Nico, how could you? (laughs) Um, Whether, I mean, people have come up with horror stories about how now this means like everybody needs to like pay a fee if they're going to upload anything to YouTube and you need to like, you know, everything's going to be closed and memes will be banned. Like, I'm not seeing any of that in this article. I don't see the meme thing. Well, you're going to upload copyright infringed stuff that's all banned now but like maybe there's more to it than what was there but are we missing something guys i feel like we're missing something <laughs> i don't maybe. think i don't see the connection i have the, I have the, this is the, this I have the, the document in front of me this is, this is from the official european parliament website right that is it article uh, you read article, 13? article 13? Yeah. that's it yes i just summarized well, it what, i'm not, I'm not gonna sit this? here for an hour and read what's like right here Okay, there's like more stuff about how to go about this. Okay, I'll, I'll, let me go through this. All right, well, you want, I can talk while yeah, you read. Yeah, let me read. I don't right, know, because yeah. this kind of drives this conversation <laughs> to a halt if that's it. I'm going I'm to tell a story while Jake reads this. So, <laughs> remember when Facebook was like going real hard on Facebook video and like they started auto-playing videos and just like, yeah. you know, you could see the, the numbers just ballooning up there. Yeah. Um, people were going hard stealing our content. And re-uploading it to their to their U- Facebook pages, and because you know Facebook was blocking YouTube links, people would rip our videos off YouTube and just upload it on Facebook Video, um, and they would cut out all our you know watermarks, they cut out our end cards. So clearly, it was a 
intentional. It wasn't just like, oh, this is a cool video. I'll share it. It was an intentional. I'm going to take this video, clip off all of their stuff and promote myself with it. Um, and that was pretty frustrating. Now we would go through the, I mean, we still do this all the time, but we'd go through the Facebook copyright, you know, thing to get it taken down. But of course, in this process, Facebook is making money off the ads playing against our videos. And, you know, they'd eventually take it down and ask them to, but they'd keep all that ad revenue that they made from our content and our content over and over and over millions and millions and millions of views. I'm not talking like two or three million, I'm talking Hundreds like of millions. 50 million. Yeah. Million. I'd yeah. say we've, we've lost anywhere between <clears throat> 25 to $75,000 from copyright infringement on Facebook. Yeah. In AdSense. So Facebook just gets to keep that money and they're not punished when it happens again and again and again. Like mm-hmm. when we, we pull the same video 15 times, Facebook, like, they're just like, okay, you know, we could try to take them to small claims court or some BS like that. Of course, you know, that's not worth it or going to lead to anything. Right. Um, and so the part of me that went through that experience is like, oh, wait, Facebook itself will be liable for hosting our copyrighted material and not just the users that did it, but like the site that's enabling it and not really taking any steps to stop it. Part of me is like, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's like, you know the internet is it is it to a point of maturity now where the distribution mediums that have been fostered since the dawn of of uh what was that site the original music sharing site limewire no before limewire <laughs> napster napster since the dawn of napster when basically the music industry fell apart in a period of 3 years uh in the early 2000s is it is, has that come to a point of maturity where it's time to consider these not as like bastardized second rate distribution mediums, but as the the distribution mediums of the future, which they ultimately and realistically are, and to treat them accordingly? I mean, I think when you have companies that are worth billions and billions of dollars building their entire infrastructure off of the content of its users, um, the company being required to not just get away scot-free off that content that they didn't create but you know making out of it with billions of dollars it seems like there might be need to be a rule in place for that but when i initially heard about article 13 what it sounded like to me was just somebody trying to apply old laws to new art which is a very different thing you know the internet has democratized art has democratized filmmaking music and all that kind of stuff and this sounded like it was going to stop all that and try to clamp it back down so that only big media companies had control over it again. Yeah. You know, here's a, I'm trying to find like an analogy that makes sense to me because like I go through, I'm, I've gone through a couple here, like to try and put this into perspective. One is imagine you have a big house or a big room and you allow anyone to go into this room. Anyone. I've made this big warehouse. Anyone can go into it. Right. And before long, people start going into your warehouse, committing crimes, people reporting the crimes. You're like, sorry. Right. Sorry. I mean, it's like, I'm not going to. warehouse. Con- I'm not. I'm, I said anyone can come in here. I'm not going to, like, control. Or, like, I'll, yeah, I'll say I'll put a rules list up on the wall. Right. And maybe I'll kick people out occasionally. But yet the cops are still getting dozens of reports that people are getting, like, molested and beat up in this room. Right. And I'm still sitting here going, like, whatever, man. You know, it's like I, I posted the rules, you know. Um yeah, you'd be and thrown in jail. So, yeah, the, your place would get shut down. Yeah. You know, and so this is kind of like the digital version of that, where you have an open free space where anyone can come in. Now, that an- that analogy is like kind of works, but it kind of doesn't because we're talking about physical things here. We're not, we're not talking about ideas, which are super subjective 
and you know it's just a completely different realm entirely you know yeah. and and so i don't know i mean this does make accommodation for existing copyright law and existing like it's it's not saying that this now takes authority over fair use and things like that it's mm-hmm. saying like just fair use is an american law by the way right but it's there's there's versions of it in in europe so this is all like kind of like yeah. administrative nonsense the the main the main portion of it is right here there's another i'll just read it i read another section from the amendment side um licensing agreements uh which are concluded by online content sharing service providers with rights holders shall cover the liability for works uploaded by the users of such online content um yeah so you know they're saying that the hosts are are liable for the copyright infringement yeah yeah, and, and you know what? And I, I think I completely agree with it. The more I think about it, because you look at these companies like Facebook and Google, and they're making billions of dollars. They have CEOs that are making millions and millions and flying, and they got the private jets and planes and yachts and stuff like that. And without their user base, they would not have a single dollar. And those companies control Facebook and Google control what eighty five percent of all digital ad money. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know they're they're taking so. It's not like there, it's not like we can't do this because it's going to stifle new up and coming business. Those businesses are now to a point of maturity. Yeah, you know. So, well, it's basically doubling down on the existing laws. Really, that's it's not like a new idea necessarily. It's just saying, hey, remember copyright and that concept. <laughs> well, like we mean it this time. Yeah, and there is this there is this instinct in tech specifically that. Uh, they that they shouldn't be treated like everyone else um and 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 it's 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 a double-edged sword like you know it sometimes it benefits us sometimes it benefits others sometimes it hurts us sometimes it hurts others but the point is like there is a there is a uh philosophy in um all these tech companies where it's like well why do we need to be treated that way but at the same time, Nico, last week we were talking about Uber, mm-hmm. and you were saying how, well, maybe they shouldn't look at Uber like a tra- transportation company. Maybe they need to look at them like an entirely new thing. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, that's that's also worthy to note here. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And- Try, yeah, trying to, trying to always, like, shoehorn a new technology into old rules, it doesn't really get you very far. Yeah, like calling a company a tech company, it's just like okay, like tech <laughs> like the, Right, what does that even mean? What, what does that even mean yeah. anymore? Like there's technology in everything around me except my clothes and this mug. Well, there's you know? technology in your clothes too. It's yeah. like water resistant the way that it was created. Yes, they compu- got, it was made with technology. Well, this is actually yeah. like a this is a, like a it's a bad example because this is surplus. But like <laughs> this mug, for example, they had to use a computer at some point. Maybe yeah. they had like Excel and they made their own custom spreadsheet to figure out how to track inventory. So right. they're kind of a tech company. They use technology. They use computers. You know, it's a tech. Yeah. It's a tech company. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the definition of technology is applied, like, or yeah, technology was it like it was something like applied education into like 
creating efficiency for better production of goods. Jared, like can that. you look up the definition of technology? Technology. Let's open it with but this. Also, technology. I was just thinking about the saying. You said double-edged sword earlier, and like the whole saying of a double-edged sword, the metaphor implies that you hit somebody with your sword, and then it bounces back and hits you. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> a double-edged sword just, just means, means it cuts it both means ways. Can, it cuts both yeah, ways. Yeah, exactly. But it cuts your enemies both ways. It doesn't cut you both. Like it's, it's not like, like a double. I'll cut you, and it cuts me too. It's like no. It just means I can get guys on both sides of me. What? I don't have to spin my sword okay. around. Oh, like a double barrel <laughs> shotgun. Everyone knows that a double-edged sword means it can it can benefit you, I, but it can also hurt. He's making right. a joke. He's making a joke. Right. Everyone okay. knows what the but phrase means. it implies means. that your handling of the sword means that you hit somebody and then it bounces back and it hits you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to just being able to swing it at both right. sides. Definition of technology. It's from Greek. Uh, tech, art, and craft, and logia, meaning system, Wait, right systematic. Here. The application of scientific knowledge for practical purposes, especially in industry. Oh, that's what a good definition. I, yeah. I was pretty close. Application <laughs> of scientific knowledge for practical purposes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So really a, techno- Synergy, a technology basically. company is any <laughs> Every company. <laughs> so a technology Dynamics. company though then should probably be be classified by the practical purpose for which the, the knowledge is applied. Mm. Not by the scientific knowledge itself. Ah. Which was what my argument was for for Uber is that Let's so judge, social, judge them by the industry in so which they operate, not so by their social media companies. Right? I mean, technically, you could call Uber a social media company. Well, mm, yeah, but it's not. You have a users creating. You they're not. They're not creating and uploading media. I guess so. You know, and Facebook is a thing where people create and upload media, whether it's as few as a single word or a photo or a video. YouTube is just videos. Twitter, it is ideas and text. But once again, it's media comes is is basically the the it's like it's making ideas tangible that's what media is basically right well, you're, you're, it's it's yeah. li- it's making an idea literal <laughs> in, yeah. whether, media whether literally through text re- literally or audio or visual or whatever it literally refers to the medium upon which you're presenting the idea yeah media so so yeah i mean I, do you guys see article 13 as hurting quote unquote the little guy could how I mean, yeah, if your meme gets banned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if let's see, so like, let's say we make a we make a video, right? And mm-hmm. um, and um, or no, let's let's just say like someone in some random state starts a YouTube channel. They they make something, and for some reason, it gets copy copywritten, right? Or mm-hmm. or it has the potential to. But then, what if? Someone else, what if someone else, like a bigger company, right, takes that and is like, oop, we like that, whoop, we're going to take that, and they profit off of it, and they're so small, their YouTube presence is so tiny that it's insignificant, and they're totally cheated out, and it's like, this bigger company took this idea that they came up with, and we're the, totally... They took the idea that a little guy came up with. Yes. But wouldn't, that, wouldn't this copyright protection benefit that little guy? So does the, does the little guy have a voice? Does the little yeah. guy be like, hey... Um, I made this thing, and they're and Google or Facebook is profiting off of this right now. Um, and like, but I make videos would. in my basement. Uh, I feel like this. Well, is, technically, yeah. I mean, they might miss that because what this is advocating for is licensing agreements between rights holders and the in the distribution companies. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you're if you're a SoundCloud artist and you're just re- SoundCloud artist. Little SoundClouder, right? <laughs> little cloud, little cloud. <laughs> then you're probably not signed with a record label or a rights distribution company. But you know, if you say you're distributing your content through uh, DistroKid, 
or any other of the online distribution companies. And as part of that, Google makes an agreement with DistroKid, and since you distribute through them, you're okay. You can protect your rights through them because now they've signed an agreement. But if you're 100% independent somehow, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of ambiguity, which is what is what is what a lot of the the uh, the opposite opinion of what we're what we're sort of presenting here is, is saying is that is is exactly what you're saying, Clint. Um, so it, it could do that. I I'd be more concerned that. Um, that uh, if you if you created something, I guess people are already ripping off people, you know. So like if if a big company rips off a little guy, that's sort of already happening. So I I don't know I yeah I don't know if that's I don't know if that's necessarily the the main the main concern that I would have with it. But yeah i mean i don't know i mean i think fundamentally though at a basic level it's like when you are dealing with the concept of media in this in this realm you need flexibility to repurpose and recycle ideas and content and remix stuff and evolve it and grow it parodies and is you know it's like i once again this law is we're still figuring out the ambiguities here with what it actually entails but Ultimately, I think it's just a moral stance. It's like when you're dealing with copyright, you want to make sure that you do have your provisions, allow things to expire, allow that wiggle yeah. room, whether it's fair use or et cetera, et cetera. Like, however, it can be legally repurposed still, because the moment you start clamping it down too much and actually like trying to control these ideas, you know, like you know, then then I think you're doing humanity a pretty pretty big disservice. So yeah, if agreed. if they start actually going, if it does get to that level where like the memes, you know, that we all care about, <laughs> you know, can't be uploaded and are being banned. Then I would, then I have to say, yes, this is bad. But unfortunately right now, I don't actually, I don't see that get a happening. sense of that happening yeah. at the moment. It seems like it's really just doubling down on the laws that are currently existing. Yeah. It's just, it's from what I, my interpretation of what I've seen of the law itself is basically saying sites that host user generated content need to have in place a way for people who happen to have own a copyright for something that was uploaded illicitly, they need to have a system in place for those people who own that copyright or that license to have that content removed. And co- be or, compensated, or basically. Be, or profit yeah, off of it. or profit off it. So in other words, yeah. exactly what's already on YouTube. Under the DMCA. Yeah. Yeah. Except well, Under American I, law. This is European law. But well, I don't think you can, let's say a video gets, take a million views with ads on it, and I own the copyright to it. I don't get the money they made. You don't get the money they made, but you can claim you, it from there after, though. You can claim it from there after, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can get the ad. Yeah, but see, that that, I think that's that's kind of what this is addressing. But it this, seems like this does have provisions for. I mean, it does say in it too, like, you know, as possible. It has, like, there's a lot of like disclaimers saying as is reasonable, as is possible, as makes sense, as is proportional. Like, sure. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But thankfully, they keep really good records of who gets what, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> thankfully, money, it's all in a spreadsheet. If that money's already paid out, then you can't just company. go and get it back. I mean, I yeah, think Yeah, obviously. There's... But that takes 60 to 90 days. Right? Uh, sure. Question. So, like, Anyways, yeah. let's say we make a video, we upload it. Mm-hmm. We own copyright to that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah just, you, by, just by the fact just that by creating we your art. uploaded it. No, not even uploading it. Just creating it gives you the copyright to your work. Okay. As soon as you create something that has a modicum of creativity, you own the copyright to whatever you just created. So you can take someone to court based off of, like, I did this first. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have to prove that you did it first. Yes. yes. 
whether it be through an upload or through a letter that was sent right. to yourself. <laughs> the example we yes. always used in law school was the great, the next great American novel that was shoved in someone's top dresser drawer that never <laughs> came out. And it was like, that was always the question is however you, it always came down to whether or not you could prove what you're saying. But yes, as soon as you, as soon as you manifest an idea into a tangible medium of expression that has a modicum of creativity, you've created something that's copyrightable. Mm -hmm. So they talk about putting a button on Facebook that says, um, this video was mine. I'm going to claim this. And also I'm going to claim that I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take action on this and request the money that you. Yes. You can already do this on YouTube because the DMCA basically they wanted to set up a system to be in keeping with the DMCA. And this is, we're already doing this actually. There's a lot of YouTube videos that are on there that are our videos that have been Mm re-uploaded that we're claiming the money on. Yeah. And for example, Warner brothers music is doing that with our Darth Santa video, whether that's right or wrong, they're doing it because of, because of the Star Wars soundtrack on that video. Yeah. A couple notes in there. Yeah, because of the Star Wars soundtrack. Copywritten notes. That part. That. That's, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's pretty close, though. I mean, um, that is the Imperial is. March. Yeah. But the question it, becomes, should they get the whole, yeah, should all they that? Get, that's should like they get a phone, all of it? That's like saying my phone rings in, in this video, I, and then Apple claims the ads for I it. I think, though, what's worth saying, <laughs> I want to point out, Yeah, I will yeah. say, for aggressive copyright protection needs to be exactly matched by aggressive copyright expiration. Like, if you're going to aggressively yeah. protect copyrights, you also need to aggressively pursue things becoming public domain. Unlike Mickey Mouse? Yeah, you can't, you can't go out there and be like, no one gets any of this copyrighted work forever. No, it needs to be like, it needs to be like a patent where it's like, no one gets to use this, but in the 20 years, everyone can use it. Yeah. You know, it's yours for a little while, profit off it, run your business, and then it's the culture's. But but it's not like that because basically my, my son, after I am dead and he is like 60 years old he's still going to be making money off of our youtube videos well yeah it's the life of the author plus uh i think like 75 years yeah isn't that crazy isn't that crazy to think of that in the year like 2100 okay in the year 2100 (laughs) my my aging feeble son (laughs) is going to be making money off of the glitch (laughs) he will he will be yeah (laughs) That's crazy. Assuming YouTube is not, it's, it's almost a little. It's a little ridiculous, it's though. It's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's like, like go out and make your own. Like, thing. Are you telling me that's? It's still relevant in the year twenty one hundred. The glitch. I mean, it's still like a thing that like people are like. You never who know. Knows, who knows? Maybe yeah. all it's the apocalypse and they run out of videos to make, and I mean, these are the only videos left. That's where my argument comes in. That like you know, Star Wars. Star Wars is huge. Star Wars is a part of everybody's culture growing up, like in America. There's very few people that haven't seen Star Wars. Everybody loves lightsabers. Everybody loves rebels. Like, you know. <laughs> basically, Nico says that Star Wars sucks, basically. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm saying is Star Wars is a cornerstone. In this video, Nico says Star Wars sucks. <laughs> no, Star Wars Time is great. It. The original Star Wars is awesome. Um, it's become a little bit of, like, virtue signaling for nerds. But uh, <clears throat> anyways... Star Wars has that's, become. That's, ooh, that was a that was a. It's burr. true. Though. He's totally. That's totally right. <laughs> um, Star Wars is a part of our like our culture at this point, and arguably, it should become truly a part of our culture. Just like Santa Claus isn't copyrightable. At a certain point, Star Wars needs to become Santa Claus, and I think that point should have already passed. Oh, I'd be um, I'd be pissed though if I no. came up with Star Wars and I was like, you've no. already made. 
billions so? and billions so? of dollars. You're, you've made your money off it at this point. It's like, hey, who, who, who's being like, you've made way too much money? Here's the thing. What We're going to cut you off, what man. You are saying uh, the is entire that left side of the Democratic Party says that. Just, I don't worry about that. <laughs> I mean, are you think it's it's it would it's right for all the guys over in in Greece, present modern day Greece, to like like be ticked off that like people are printing these free copies of Homer's Odyssey? You know, they're like, my great 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 granddaddy wrote this, and this is BS. Lifetime plus seventy five, right? Well, a woman tried to do this with a photograph at Harvard last week. Did she sued Harvard because of, uh, apparently a Harvard scientist took a photograph of her great-great-great-grandfather uh, who was a slave in South Carolina. And she, in this tradition in her family had been passed down about how her great-great-great-great-grandfather her and his daughter took these photos from a Harvard scientist and eventually came to this woman. And this woman is now suing Harvard for the photos as well as for the recognition that that man is her ancestor. Even though photo copyright law in the United States is life of the author plus 25 years or like 70 years from the date of creation or something like that. Wait, so, so the copyright's way past. So so how is there a case again? Because she filed one in court. She, oh. Even though a, a motion for summary judgment is going to dismiss it. Yeah. It was still a big news article last week about how this whole thing. We didn't talk about it, but. That's yeah. funny. Anyway, I guess, so I guess, it's like kind of a lost cause, basically, for her. It it should be according to copyright law yeah, if they follow it's a copyright law. But well, it's a news story because people were trying to ra- make it racially motivated. Uh, because she's an ancestor of a slave, yada yada. Uh, so that's why. Time's up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I guess just to finish what I was saying with Star Wars is that like I think there needs to be a point where I mean that we are. This is kind of already in copyright law, but it's a little overly aggressive right now. In that it's life of the author plus seventy five years. But there needs to be a point where something becomes public culture. And arguably, like if my kids are playing with sticks in the backyard and they're pretending they're lightsabers, it feels weird knowing that Disney's like, uh, 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 that's mine. That's mine. That's not yours. You can't. It's not yours. No. It's mine. Well, I think it's a pro- you profit <laughs> off of it. They're not saying that. They're, they're saying, come over here, kid. I got something to sell. <laughs> <laughs> Only I make official lightsabers. At Disneyland, they have lightsabers that are real. Yeah. But things like that, when things become hugely parts of culture, and like I said, you know, make your profit off of it. But at a certain point, decades down the line, when just everybody, it's just part of people's lives, then it's not yours anymore. It's the people's. And I think copyright law, if it's going to be aggressive in protecting it, needs to also be aggressive in releasing it and letting it truly be the cultures. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I have one more oh, we point on a- this that I want to question that I want to ask. Hold on. We should do a video uh, um, about the guy who copy, who, who tried to copyright the English language because he invented all the words. What? I'm just making oh, this Oh, is it a video? I'm, just, oh, saying, that, I'm yeah. just saying, like, conceivably, we're at this territory where it's like, I'm going to make a language and everyone starts speaking. It's like, ha. Ah. It made me a nickel each time you use a word. <laughs> Remember the Happy Birthday song was copywritten for a while. Yeah, Warner Brothers tried to be dicks and copyright the Happy Birthday song. Like that's a good example. I think that's a really good example yeah. of like. I mean, that's that like shouldn't the, be that's somebody's the distilled, song. The distilled version of what I feel. That like is we're the equivalent of the copyright. Think Santa about Claus. a video where a man copyright wrote English, spoken in English. Where he like he's like going around trying to get it filed, and he's like, "Look, I need you to file this." And they're like, "Well, what do you want me to?" Do? He's like, "Stop talking." Here's the document. That'd be a news, <laughs> a, a news it, story. Read a, it. Don't say a word. <laughs> a bunch of journalists would write stories about that. Uh, I do have one more question. This is kind of taking on Clint's point here, which is uh, about the little guy. What happens to the little guy? Mm-hmm. 
if these provisions are too uh, uh, strict yeah. against companies like Google and Facebook, the, 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 my greatest fear is that it would shut down them from allowing people onto their platform yes, to begin with. That is a fear of mine too. Yeah. And that's that's a that's a really difficult thing for them to deal with right now because you, you, you it's like immigration in the United States. It's like a country of immigrants. All these people came onto the platform, <laughs> they started making things, and then and then all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, well, how do we reg- do we need to regulate this, you know? Do we need to be, like we need what laws do we need?" And it's like, how, "So can you shut the doors? You know, is that like morally right? Is that like right for the company? Is that right for everyone on the platform?" No, it's not really shutting that the doors. It's, it's just installing doors in general right installing now. Doors. <laughs> Previously, it was like it was a hole in a wall building. Right. It was and like people just yeah. didn't get, like they're running in and out with sneakers and stuff and like <laughs> it was just an it was just an awning. It was like a, yeah, and now there's doors without locks on them, right? <laughs> but they're still using the algorithms to like control what gets seen too. Yeah, it's totally. like they, yeah. They, there's still this thing. Well, anyone can upload anything, just like anyone you can say anything. You have freedom of speech, but like, like you know, yeah. ultimately the algorithm is saying, "Well, it's yeah. not gonna really." You know, mm. that's why most people upload a video, it gets like two views. Yeah. Yeah. It's because no one's watching it. Right. Because it's just buried down. Well, it's never gonna, down. YouTube's never going to recommend it to anyone. Yeah. Right. Well, can't help it. brings no, up no, a good uh, it does, segue it does, but, to but the I, next it topic. It does. It does. But I feel like it might be worth jumping to some of these other hilarious uh, I phrases some... you have up here. I feel like, I think Article 13, guys, <laughs> we're just going to have to kind of let this one blow over. Which one do you want? Pick one, Sam. We got, we got things like Everest Bodies. Jesse yes. Smollett, which I feel like is an open and shut case, which it literally was. It was until until they blew it. We'll get into that in a little Anyways, bit. Hovercraft I, I moose something funny first. Hovercraft moose hunt. Yes. Uh, young blood though. Yes. Young. Okay. Bl- which one? Pick Hold one. On, there, what do you want? What's young blood? Let's go with young blood, dude. Because like it's not about bl- the rapper. It's not about no, young no, no, blood. No, no, no. Like the literally. Oh, literally, like yes, oh, is this like yes. About real baby life blood? vampires, teenager <laughs> blood. All right, all right, all right. Oh yeah, young go. blood. Here we go. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has made a request asking people, please, to stop <laughs> buying blood, the blood of young people, for the purposes of blood transfusions stop. aimed at improving health. Stop. The announcement comes after companies Stop. like Ambrosia Health. No, this is a real company. This guy created a company called Ambrosia Health that began selling name? liters of young blood young. for eight k eight thousand dollars a liter, wow. promising the blood would reverse aging. Lies would you like some of my young blood. <laughs> Dude, skin droop is skin droops is back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. This one's this one's juicy. Like literal vampires. So you might remember the Silicon Valley episode where the guy that owns the Google yeah. equivalent is has a has a blood bag, basically. It's a, he's a, a living young man. Yeah, and they do they do regular <laughs> blood transfusions. Yes, that was oh, inspired no. by this because apparently there Silicon was a, apparently there was a science article about how uh, scientists. I forget what the name of the. Um, Process is pro- parabiosis. It's where you stitch two animals together, like <laughs> or parts of animals. And so there was a parabiosis study done with like basically um, an old ins- animal ins- and a young animal. Like, yeah, but they were like you know they were incest. They they were they were bred inbred. Did you ever see the Soviet Union video where they sewed a dog's head onto another dog? 
okay, so this is what I mean. That's parabiosis in like a yeah. really fucked up form. But but so apparently these these people did a study. They sewed two inbred mice together, and the older one seemed to have some sort of health benefits from it. But the younger one, which they don't talk about, the younger <laughs> one also got way older. Wait, I have a question. When they cut the them up, or when they stitch them together, did they stitch them together like like hot dog like, or hamburger? Like this or like this? Well, pull up, click on the article. Like, you can see how they stitch like, them together. Is it more humane to like? Stitched the whole. They stitched like, them together side by side, <laughs> side by side. So side just scroll side. down. Okay, there should see, be an image of it. Okay, see, that's the humane way. It's inhumane to do like a dog head on another uh, dog body. Or maybe it's in the YouTube video. You want to uh, do half of know. two ha- dog he- half heads <laughs> together, <laughs> so both dogs stay alive, and that's no, humane. They, 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 apparently, they stitched them together side by side. Okay, okay, this yeah. is so jacked up. Right, it's super but jacked. So, so, so apparently somebody took this idea and ran with it, and they were like, hey, guys, parabiosis and blood transfusion makes you younger. And so, like, the FDA had to issue an, an official statement telling people, like, hey, you should probably stop uh, having people buy blood for the purposes of trying to become younger. I want to see the doctor who did this. I want to see what he looks like to see if he fits every stereotype, I would imagine. Uh, they're only going to show the people that did a study on it um he seemed, probably seems like a, like a nazi scientist kind of type like either he's very young and like creepy hey, there's with a, a lot in here in like a big video, scar so. he's got a big scar he's definitely the snake oil salesman type <laughs> just look for it yeah like, it takes there a, you go there's some parabiosis photos it's like is that a dragonfly wait like, hold on it's like a, is that a seahorse and a butterfly like a bug stitched like together a, with another bug, bug and another a larva bug. with like no uh, that looks like a that just looks like a butterfly so anyway they stitch yeah oh, so god okay so that yeah, like there it is. Th- just the, mouse. the fact that the oh, fact no, that this is happening is wacky, wild, and weird, and it feels like it's something that would only happen in Silicon Valley. But um, I mean, if there was a cure for aging, would you guys take it? Oh well, yeah, I would think. so. I, I mean, mean, I think so. Only but, like I'd have to think about it. It's called I, exercise and eating your vegetables. Yeah, okay, exactly. but, like, <laughs> but, but if no, you could absorb a, another life force that was younger than yours, right? Wasn't that with stem cells? Like a stem vampire. Cells? This is a vampire. For every soul, soul no, stem, of life you cut short, no, you stem gain cells, it. I wouldn't absorb other souls. Stem cells regenerate your cells, mm-hmm. so like. You're not absorbing the life force of another li- like thing unless you get your stem cells from stem cells. Like you're not you absorbing stem the cells life from force. a baby. Stem cells which, are like blueprint cells. But there are, just for the record, there are clean. A lot of people think stem cells. They think abortion. They think wrong. Yeah. Stem cells. There's actually a lot of clean forms of stem cells that are out there that are existing. It's very. It's very. Um, what's it called? Uh, taboo in the United States because of mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, we're very like anti-abortion here but there is there is healthy like morally correct ways that stem cells are being done did you ever hear about that uh that like stem cell uh like spray gun that they would use for people who had burns and they could uh basically just spray stem cells on like the the where the skin grafts would go in like in like six days it would be healed it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, there's some. It's very expensive, very, very but it's, it's out and working now. Okay, powerful so then, forms of. Well, how is this different? How is young blood different? Especially since it's well, like it's, stem hey, cells are cells that become any cell. This is like no, 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 no but like morally, like, like. Well, this doesn't if, do if anything. 
Here, here, here's, 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 here, okay. Here's <laughs> this the, this, this is, is actually, this is actually very this is dangerous. Junk Acor- according <laughs> to the people, there's a, there's a married couple at the University of Berkeley that studied this, and it's like apparently very dangerous, and it's not doesn't do anything. Yeah. Okay. And it's this is like, like essential oil secure like, cancer. It's taking yeah, it's like advantage snake, of people's this fear is like to make snake money. Oil science, basically. So if if it did work. Let's right. just say if, if it, it did, did if it okay. did work. Yeah. What's wrong with it? Nothing. Well, you're take you're making a young person older. Wait, no, no, no. You're not giving them your blood. No, 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 no. Your blood doesn't go to them. No, no. You just you take take the blood and you. It's just the same as like donating blood. If it did, if it did work, so that does. If it did work, would you use it? Maybe you'll try it out. Maybe I was like seventy-five. Maybe I don't know. That's tough because it's like yeah, like maybe when I'm like super old. My my goal and well one of my goals in life is to stretch every day and be super healthy, eat healthy, and live take other people's blood. Live live a long <laughs> life. You take people's, people's blood skin. if you're in the hospital and you need it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's well, nothing that's wrong different with that. as a medical cure. Exactly. It's a medical cure. And medical cure for aging. Yeah. Right. But yeah. aging isn't. It's a problem. Well, it's a huge yeah, problem. It it's the biggest problem. <laughs> aging it's is the number one big... killer of everything. It's guaranteed. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think so. I think that begs the que- that begs the question: Like, as what kind of person are you? Are you a person who would say, "Give me the anti-aging so I can live till I'm 200 or forever," if or not? If your face was all wrinkly and someone was like, "I'll sell you the skin on my face for twenty thousand dollars," would you purchase it? No, <laughs> no. I, so yeah. me, me personally, I, I it would I would have to consider it, but I don't think I would. I don't think I would because, like. Y- Regardless, your life is finite, and if and I feel like you're cheating yourself by like what taking anti aging. I take a little bump. What? You take if, a bump. I take a little bump. What if take a bump. I could turn this whole thing into a convenient subscription service where every <laughs> month house in a you box. get one liter of young blood. Red apron. It's red apron. Red apron. Yes, <laughs> where we have real doctors. That scan your body and they uh, they they Prove match it. you yeah. with a, a a younger body type that matches your blood. Just want to put it back out there. This doesn't work. Once again, just let so everybody know. Once this a month, <laughs> you get a bag and a needle, and there's no hassle, and you can send the blood back at any time. <laughs> no, I thought they I, I, see I, now 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 you buy it. I don't know. I thought man. they did test. I thought they like tested Dollar on, blood on mice and rats. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought they tested on mice and rats and stuff that, like, you can try and look up the articles. I don't know, but, like, um, that, yeah, taking the blood from a younger mouse into the blood of an, or into into an older mouse. Well, they were inbred mice. So this is the, well, the this, 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 this one, well, this is different. This is, like, stitching two together. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about taking the, the younger blood of a young of a young mice into an aging mouse, and you start to see. I don't think they ever did that. Yeah, I, I think have to look it up. Also, yeah, human beings are very different than mice. But that's of course. Yeah, of course. Um, is is basically like inbred mice lab rats are almost genetically exactly the same. So what the people, what the couple, the research couple said in this article was that uh, that also played a huge factor in that study. Yeah, is because they were so genetically similar that like giving them the same blood or stitching them together or whatever they did was more likely to be beneficial because of how similar they were. Whereas humans, obviously, were not all inbred, so that's not going to 
function. So, so it needs same. to be like son, son, parent kind of relationships. You you make a spare kid. So like, I mean, it's not <laughs> just, just the same situation again with like blood like, marrow or uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. God. <laughs> By the way, full disclaimer: everything I say on this podcast is a joke. <laughs> everything, except the facts. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this doesn't sound any different than like say a bone marrow donation yeah basically it's basically just like a plasma okay. donation and okay. i did that i did right. that back in college if it, if it worked if it worked the question is would you do it like morally if right? it worked and i was really old and like and you could use it as a way to age gracefully i would probably use it but i wouldn't <laughs> use it to just like fucking live forever i think that's just people that want to live forever i don't know i don't trust those people hmm. maybe they're just really happy <laughs> no, no one's that happy, Nico. Honestly, they just don't have. They, they're just trying to find something to spend their billions on. Yeah. I think it's a question of: Do you? Well, yeah, how's life going for you? And then, do you believe in an afterlife? I think those are two questions. Right. That, so yeah, be, being that life's going pretty good, and I do believe in an afterlife, I'd probably be like, you know what, I'm good. Just yeah. like maybe like if I got in a bad car accident and I would, and I would have died and I'm 70 and this oh, will keep me alive oh for another couple of years. And I can like, you know, ha- basically overcome that incident in mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. Then I'd be, <laughs> well, wouldn't you know, it be something funny? like that, but you would do it. it would, probably. Yeah. yeah. It would be really funny if like, if fi- they find out that this works and it like, you actually slowly get a little bit bigger <laughs> the longer you do it. <laughs> so like, there's these like extra large, like eight foot, like immortal people walking around. <laughs> it's like, yeah. They lose their hair. Like, yeah, uh, it's like, you can tell really you're a billionaire buff. when you're like nine feet tall yeah. and like handsome and young looking Dude, still. That guy must Squidward. be a trillionaire. He's <laughs> nine feet tall and he looks 20. <laughs> it's that episode of Spongebob when Squidward like... Wait, there's a 20 foot tall person that looks like a baby? <laughs> <laughs> there's a 30 foot tall like 20. Gandalf kind of guy. He's like, I've been alive since 19... 19- 80 and it's like the year like 3000 yeah you know I, I tried to give blood back in college and I said I couldn't ever give blood because I happened to have been in Europe when Mad Cow was happening mm. and there's no way did to they t- forget did they forget about that I, I have a feeling that's like it's no longer a thing like I probably could give blood now but they said that since they can't test you for Mad Cow until after you're dead by only doing yeah they had to do like they had to do a brain uh, biopsy to see if you have it no yeah so that like they can't test you for it. So if you're in Europe for a certain amount of time, for a certain span of years, you just can't donate blood. Whoa! Do and, they like pencil that in? Like, that's on your give permanent blood? record. You're probably fine. I'm probably okay. But you probably you don't have mad cow. Maybe explain some things, guys. <laughs> 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 All right. Do you want another goofy topic, or do you want to talk about Jesse Smollett? Uh, I don't think we need. Happen? I, think, I don't. We need to talk about him. I think all I want to say about that. <laughs> Let's. All right. What? Yeah. Is, let's keep it short. It's the same shit with Article 13, which is everybody likes getting their panties in a bunch over stuff. Oh no! This is totally different. This is way different. You know well, what? Set you it know up what? first. Set it up first. Here, all right. What's going down? Jesse right. Smollett is a guy that faked getting beat up yes. so that he could make so, a. But look how you just. The, so he you was said in, exactly what happened. So <laughs> he by all by all accounts he 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 was indicted so he, i'll just give you the facts he was indicted by a grand jury of his peers on 16 felony counts for failing for filing a false police report what did he file a false a false police report about that was Wait. the cause for the indictment it was a what appeared to be a staged hate crime yes okay can, can i actually reverse he really? staged a hate crime against himself is the way that the indictment goes but and in an effort to bolster his 
basically limelight and his career. Dang. Yeah, he faked being the victim of a uh, hate crime, basically. He was indicted. As a gay, yeah, he's a gay black man who faked Let's a hate crime indicted. against him for being gay and black. Basically. How do you get indicted by a grand jury? Like, what? What exactly? What is that? What is indicted? So and what, an who's indictment. the grand jury? Here's an indictment. I'll tell you what it is. It's uh, this is the sixth amendment, I think. Could be the seventh. Regardless, an indictment happens as follows: Police pull you in for something. They're like, "We think you were the bad guy that did something." It's like, well, due process requires that you have your day in court. So if the evidence stands, it needs to withstand a certain threshold. So what an what an what a grand jury indictment is is they bring in like twelve people that are like different age groups, different all across. Well, everything. no, it's like people of your peers. It's like they bring in twelve people who are like, like are like friends? you. No, twelve oh. people that are similarly situated. Okay, okay. And they say, here's some here's the can that we found at the scene of the crime where that's got the poison in it. And you and you were there, and this is all we know at this time. But is this enough to pass the threshold of like? Does it stand? Does like, it stand? Do, yeah. do we have a case here? Do we yeah, have a yeah, case? Yeah, yeah. So it's not. They're not saying you're guilty. Yeah. They're just saying, given that evidence and given this, we vote that that in a, that there's a case here. That's it. We'll look into it. Deeper, and that's called an indictment. If that if that stands, that's called an indictment. So you were and then, indicted, and now you're indicted, and now prosecution has a right to prosecute the case against you. So then you go to court. Again. So if an indictment doesn't stand, you're off. You're done. You can go home. Yeah. Okay. So, so he was indicted. So he was, yes, he was Basically. indicted on sixteen accounts. That means felony are, accounts. Yeah. That so means sixteen people or sixteen different sixteen things? different uh, crimes. 15, sixteen wow. different felony crimes. A felony can go to jail for three to five years. And one of these is faking. Uh, and, and, no, no, no. And, like basically, they're all based upon this fall, this this incident I that see, happened. See, see, see. Basically, they presented this incident to that jury, and the jury was like, "Yes, we could conceive that he that there's a case that there's a case for these yeah. 16 different criminal acts. Got you. Right. Not proven. It's not proven. It's not but, proven. Right. But at a cursory so glance, to make this even more ridiculous, things take a twist. The, yeah, the Chicago mayor Rahm Emanuel, who, if people want to say that this is politically motivated, I'll give you some evidence. Okay, Rahm Emanuel was President Obama's chief of staff. He's a blue dog Democrat from Chicago. He's like one of the down homies from the blue side. He stood up with the Chicago chief of police and they said basically that this is a whitewash of justice for people of notoriety and fame to get treated one way while others get treated another. He, he said those words on camera to the press, very clearly saying, like, we presented our detectives went out, got evidence on this case. Because remember when this first happened, Wait, the chief... did you leave out a key detail here? He didn't say the crime was the whitewash. He says this... this the, they the, dropped the, all the, charges. The, okay, box, yeah. the so, dropping of yeah. the charges. So this charge. is the twist. Is yeah. He was indicted, and right. then just recently, all charges were dropped, and the case is sealed, so no one will ever get to look at the evidence. Yes. He's completely let go. And he's yeah. let off not guilty. So right. despite the 16 counts that no he's indicted ju- on. No trial, none of that. Just completely like, okay, we're done. Go Bye. It's, right. it's over. Everyone and, go home. And so when Nothing he, happened here. They just cleaned it up. Yes. Yeah. Covered it up. Nothing yeah. happened. Yeah, so something happened along the way. He paid $10,000 bond and surrendered that. Yes. So yes, he, he, he paid $10,000 bond. So he and gave surrendered. up his bond. He gave yeah. up his bond. And as a condition of giving up his bond, they sealed the case and sent him home. So he cut his losses? No, something well, t- No, something happened. He's, so everybody's 
going out and saying like, oh, this is just another example of rich people getting treated differently and of famous people getting treated differently. And while that certainly is true that rich and famous people are treated differently, most likely because they can hire a good lawyer team. <laughs> um, I think what this speaks to, because there's plenty of also rich people that get in trouble. This speaks to the prosecution messing something up. And then as they were going to court, people going, oh, this is not going to stand up well. And you guys are going to be super embarrassed. And the city of Chicago is going to have egg on its face. The best bet you guys can do, pack it up. Don't let anybody look at it and just walk away. That's probably that 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 could be what happened. I don't want to say that that's probably what happened, but all I know is you, you that you get the chief of police going out there and basically saying this guy is guilty. Before yeah, well, but bef- before before the evidence came out that he may have done this against himself when it first happened, the mm-hmm. chief of police said, "I have no reason to believe that he's being dishonest in any way," and then. Boom! A couple of days later, turns out, oh, maybe. So it's not like the chief of police immediately took a side or something. He was just like, well, we'll see what happens here. It sounds like this guy's got a case, and mm-hmm. we need to look into it. And then they looked into it, and they were like, oh, actually, we think he did it. And then, there, and then, then the case got shut down. State prosecution was like, we're not moving forward. We'll close the case. And then he's Whoa. like, and then, and then him and Rahm Emanuel came out, and they were like, pretty sure this happened, and can't believe that it's ending this way. So who knows? Because yeah. it's not like Rahm Emanuel doesn't talk to the state prosecutor. And if there is that egg on the face evidence, as you're saying, that would be a bad look. Why would he come out so strongly and say that? Well, I don't know. Think it's just a political maneuver. I mean, it's worth mentioning. I mean, it's not, maybe not his fault. So he could be saying, like, this is definitely a miscarriage of justice, et cetera, et cetera. But I think at the end of the day, anything we say is just assumption. And, like, yeah, it sucks that it's not going to court. It should have gone to court. Somebody screwed up. But I think to immediately jump to the conclusion that it's like, yeah, some corruption's happening. He's getting paid off. He's a rich guy, et cetera. Like, I think yeah. that's just jumping to your own internal narrative. I, I don't. Without, and I don't. I, I don't. I yeah. actually. I don't. I don't see that headline though. Really, either that there's like some like rich guy conspiracy thing going. It's like it's everyone. He's trying to get him to save face or something. No, I, I. I'm just saying. Like, I don't. I don't actually think that's the narrative that I that I've seen here. I feel like I've certainly seen a, a good amount of that narrative, mm-hmm. but. Either way. It's a wild, wild situation. Either way, somebody effed up <laughs> big time. So you think it's going to come back? Yeah. Or do you think it's... I think it's, it's done. Get... No, it's done. Yeah, I think it's it moving to, to a civil suit. Already... It looks like they're they're considering doing a civil suit oh, against yeah, them to recoup, yeah. recoup all the money that they spent on his uh, investigation. Mm-hmm. So, so just for those of you who don't know, the same thing happened in the uh, O.J. Simpson trial. He was uh, uh, not convicted of a crime. But not the, convicted of murder. Yes, found the, not guilty the, the, of murder. The 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 threshold for uh, proving is less in civil cases, so non criminal cases. The burden is the highest. You must prove beyond a reasonable doubt. But in civil cases, usually it's just by a preponderance of the evidence, which is just usually like more than fifty percent. A little looser. So yeah, so they could say so the city could go after him to say you did this but in civil court rather than as a crime. Mm-hmm. And so that could still move forward. He could still owe large amounts of money to the city if they went after him that way. Yeah. I don't know. And that's, that's why the O.J. Simpson in his case is brought up because he was found not guilty, and then he was uh, basically... Yeah, the found civil guilty. case found guilty <laughs> in civil court and was forced <laughs> yeah. to pay a bunch of money. Funny thing yeah. is, like, he moved to Florida where you can avoid a lot of those payments. Yeah, and then he armed some, and then he robbed somebody with a gun. <laughs> and then he, uh, he just—he actually just got out of jail, I think, for that. That's so funny, but good, good times. Another funny story is, so he moved to Florida basically to avoid paying the fines, which is scummy. 
but he made that book, the If I Did It book, to make some money. And Nicole Brown's family's like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, we own this book because we own all of you and all the money you make. So actually, this, since you haven't paid us, this book is now ours. And then they took the If I part and made it really tiny on the front page. So it just says, I did it. O.J. Simpson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't know that was their choice to like mess with the text. Yeah, because I don't think they could change the title, but they could definitely change the font size. Who so, came to him and said, we own you and you own the... The, the family of Nicole Brown who was murdered yeah, his, by O.J. Yeah, Simpson. Yeah. The, they won the civil suit. Because like, he hasn't paid them the money that they're owed. Um Come on, O.J.? Yeah, Jesse Smollett. No, not Jesse Smollett. Sorry, OJ hasn't paid Nicole Brown's money. That's, that's, that's a really funny story. That's a really funny story. Yeah. So yeah, I guess there was, and there was a lot of people after the OJ case that like saw him and hung out with him, and you know had firsthand communication with him afterwards. And the big thing that they like they seemed to say was. Oh, this guy really did it. <laughs> oh, this is man. fucked up. And so uh, I wonder if the same thing's going to happen here, where people he goes back to now mm. talk to him and they go, "Oh, fuck, this is fucked up." Yeah. This guy. Oh, of course, they, of course they are. Yeah. I mean, totally. I would, I'd be so surprised to see Jesse Smollett in any sort of like acting thing from here on out. It's, it's over. It's done. His career is done. Who? I don't even know <sighs> who this dude is. It, yeah. yeah. Don't, worry, don't sweat it then. He was an actor? He, he is an actor? He's he's on, he was on the show the Empire. Take, take a read. With, uh, <laughs> with uh, HBO? Terrence Howard. The, yeah, HBO. The music show about the music yeah. family that owns the record company. Oh, okay. Well, dang. Uh, Anyways. Looking at the I'm out time. of touch, guys. I'm out of touch. <laughs> Come I'm on, to turn Sam. into a little pumpkin Let's here. Let's do one more. I Come on. We're talking going Everest? I, all right, yeah. Oh, do you want to talk about a man hunting uh, a moose on a hovercraft oh, or oh, dead for, bodies on Everest? I can do I'll use your choice. For, <laughs> I read a great for, article uh, about dead bodies on Everest, actually. Yeah. Did you? I think I shared Let's it with do you. both. Okay. Sam, let us do both. Nine minutes. All right. All right. Let's start with Everest. Yeah. All right, guys. Apparently, uh, the treacherous journey to the summit of, of Mount Everest is riddled with dead bodies. <laughs> And melting glaciers are revealing dozens of them. Well, nearly 5,000 people have successfully climbed the mountain. Another 300 are thought to have died along the way. And removing the bodies is a delicate, dangerous, and extremely costly task. We're not going up there. In addition to having uh, legal constraints, including a Nepali law requiring government agencies to be involved in dealing with the removal of the bodies. Get this body off my mouth. So, what kind of person are you? Would you would the sight of dead bodies encourage you to keep climbing or discourage Absolutely. you from trying to go further? No, no. Pay respects. Pay Dude, <laughs> step up. These people died on this mountain. But what These if it's like a warning? It's died. like, hey, idiot, no. you just passed 18 dead bodies. Nope. Where are you going? Nope. Yeah. Going up. <laughs> These people gave their lives to climb this mountain. I'm going to the top. I'm going to keep. Well, what, if, what if you just end up like one of them? So be it. So, so be it. So, so you're, be it. You, if you climb Mount Everest, you better be ready to die. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. It's, it's not a walk in the park. I'll do Everest. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? I'm Everest. Isn't Everest yeah, technically a Leave the bodies. <laughs> leave <laughs> the bodies. Okay. What, what's yeah? What's the question? Like, why, 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 why you, I, take them? Here's the question. Here, I think here's the question. Well, you, in how at, at how many years is it going to take for <laughs> there to be disrespect? <laughs> no, 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 no. How are you going to move my corpse? No, no. Let me let me explain. Let me let me don't touch my corpse. Let me pose a deeper question. How many years? 
will it be before there are so many bodies on Everest that it's unclimbable? <laughs> no, just climb the bodies. No, that's the point. That's well, the point. we could do a little quick. It's math like it's on like that. it's like it's like a hey, Jared, sp- it's like a, a pit at the bottom of the. It's like you're in a temple, you, you know, and you're trying to get like a secret artifact, right. and you go across this like spiked pit trap, but there's so many bodies that have yeah. already fallen into you it don't that, touch the that you can kind of walk across yeah. it. <laughs> you know, me, if I die on it, leave me there. Well, that's your right. It's your right. You apparently everyone like goes up like you sign something or you tell whoever whatever organization you're a part of that's going intense. up how you, 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 what you, you to, want to happen to your body if you die. And you have to leave like an emergency contact. Yeah, it's just like high school. They print out a shirt and they, and they print out a dirt t-shirt with your name on it. <laughs> yeah. so and you I, have to wear. I just want to interject oh real quick here. There is a fantastic, Sorry. fantastic news article on New York Times. It's actually on the website, and I suggest you read it on the website because the way they've laid it out is great. Talking about two doctors from India that died on the mountain. And India put forth this big effort to actually get the bodies down. Great, yeah, go, do it. Amidst like, but a lot of the controversy was like, you're risking the Sherpas' lives. You're, you know, making a big fuss out of this, etc. Mm-hmm. But it became important as kind of a publicity stunt for India to make this happen and like show that they were going to get these bodies back. Um, but no, the article it, is no Indians left behind. The article is incredibly well written, and the crazy thing is, so there's GoPros in the guys' heads mm-hmm. that did this climb and eventually died. So there's pictures all the way up, Dang. and you can see like the last moments when like you know this is the last time we saw them, and then like and then we found them outside, and like there's parts where like they would hear them just like screaming as they went crazy like out in the snow, because <laughs> they would lose like their oxygen and blood flow, and they're just like. Bah! Like out in, that is terrible. Yeah, it's an incredible article. Wait, I suggest everybody read it. People could hear them. Wait, they what were is this? Earshot, this sounds so crazy. Them. Yeah, because you're in you're in your tent on the peak, like not quite the peak, but like the stop before the peak, and it's nighttime, Dude, and the wind is howling, and you're like, I can't go out there and look for them. It's pitch black on the side of Everest. Oh, it's like hell. It's like yeah. World War okay. One business. And I'm, yeah, I hear well, the howling wind, or potentially my howling friend. Right. <laughs> that that yeah. is so intense, man. Yeah. Could yeah, you that's oh. used to happen in World War One all the time. Is people would end up in these shell holes in the middle of no man's land, and they'd be half injured. Yeah. And it would take them sometimes days to Gosh. die. Oh, Oof. God. That's crazy and really messed up. But, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the thing. It's like, if you can defeat that mountain, you know. I think, yep. big, I mean, what, what does that you? say about you, though, if you, like, feel the need to do that? It's like, the, the big thing that kills man. people on Everest is that they, A, don't know their limits. B, they aren't following protocol. And C, it's expensive. And, like, half the time you can't climb because of weather or some other issue comes up. And people are like... I paid a hundred grand for this. Screw it, and that's what gets people killed. Mm, right. If you if you makes follow sense. the rules and you're careful, like you have a good chance. Of Mother making Nature it out doesn't give a shit <laughs> about your hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, like, like these doctors, for example, like they got off to a late start um, to get to the peak. So by the time they're coming down, it got dark, and like that's a big no-no. Like there's a cutoff time. It's like you do not go to the peak from this camp past this time, and they left past that time because they were get going got going late. They're going slow, etc. You know. Not physically in yeah, the condition you, get, you need you to be. You gotta think slow in that situation. You yeah. can't. You can't get aggressive. And you know they're never gonna get another chance to get back to this mountain. And they had you know dreamed of it for years. And so they went, screw it, let's do it. Well, you know what? I think it's a good a good message from this story is that rules aren't a human construct. You know, I don't think it's not. It's not like just because rules aren't just there to you know create civility and peace, but it's also for the sake of like 
survival and safety and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't eat that berry. Wait, don't rules? eat that berry. That, rules that berry. aren't a human construct. Rules aren't a human construct. What do you mean by like that? The laws of gravity. I'm just saying, like when I see someone cut me off in the freeway or drive on the shoulder to skip traffic, they're yeah. like, "Rules don't exist," you know. And like I'm like, well, I think about it, and it's like, you know, the rules, rules are a reason. And you see these guys, and they're like, "Don't go past this time." And they're like, "We're gonna still go past this time." It's like, no, like it's not like. Rules aren't. <laughs> yeah, I think like I see what you're saying. Like, nature. Like I'm just saying, like rules as a concept. Some a lot of people like to think that they don't exist or they're oh, able. They they are above them as like a, as like a concept. But you start to get to these points in these situations, and you're like, no, it's like it's literal death as like the consequence here, not just like yeah. a, a speeding ticket or something or a fine or, or some an, an angry look. You know. Well, that mm-hmm. becomes the difference between malum prohibitum or malum in se. Ooh, these, did you just cast a spell on Sam? <laughs> <laughs> no, Malum Prohibitum, they talk about this in True Grit, but it's it's true. In law, there's a concept called Malum Prohibitum and Malum and Say. Malum Prohibitum means it's bad because it's prohibited, Malum Prohibitum, mm-hmm. or it's bad because it's inherently bad, Malum and Say. It's bad because it is bad. Mm. Like, don't go in that fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, don't eat that berry. That's, that's the, that is the way that law looks at rules effectively from like the dawn of law mm. sounds like sam's talking about some malum and say yes sam you're most talk- certainly talking about that talking about the malum and say <laughs> talking about the malum and say yeah <laughs> all right well on that note boys wait one more sam all the right supreme court on tuesday ruled unanimously that an alaska man may use a hovercraft while hunting moose on public land hovercrafts are just balloon boats <laughs> <laughs> now apparently the National Park Service had barred had barred a man from using good. the craft. <laughs> he was too good. These, These are not aerial spaceships. But what this comes down to is jurisdiction because it's it's not that the Supreme Court is saying everyone can hunt moose on hovercraft. It was that the National Park Service said, "Hey, you can't hunt moose on that thing on our land." And it turns out that it wasn't their land. So oh. they didn't have the jurisdiction to say that. That's why it was a unanimous decision. But it mm. makes a good headline to, for people to say like Supreme Court says you can hunt moose with hovercraft (laughs) so my question is if you could hunt anything on any motorcraft with any weapon what would it be I'd hunt ants with a one wheel and a bazooka (laughs) 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 I would hunt robots on an ATV with a pistol that's pretty sweet (laughs) what kind of pistol GTC probably Beretta 9mm okay Sam, uh, uh, I would hang. I would uh, hunt, um, uh, like psychotic, like evil monkeys that are like taking over and like an infesting some some place with a hang glider <laughs> <laughs> and and Not one pa- and one handheld nuclear bomb. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be screwed, Hell dude. Yeah. <laughs> Jake? No, no, I just hold on tight uh, once it blows and I'll get pushed away. I'd, 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 have a, I'd play the most dangerous game with Theodore Roosevelt oh. and a shotgun. I think you're going to die. Your vehicle, though. Your vehicle. That's what, he's, that's what he's saying to me. That's what I'm saying to him. We'll find out. The vehicle. What's the vehicle? Oh, um, jalopies. <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably like on a racetrack. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd ride a bull moose just to spite him. Uh, <laughs> Good one, Jared. <laughs> um, hey, we'll have the link to that New York Times article in the description of this uh, episode if you guys want to check it if out. If you want to like get a chill down your spine. It's a really good article. 
All right, boys. Well, uh, once again, thanks for joining us here. And uh, consider hitting that notification uh, bell if you're watching this on YouTube. I also uh, noticed some of you guys aren't subscribed, as in half of you that are watching this video aren't subscribed. So please consider subscribing, whether you're watching on YouTube or just listening audio only. Also, if you're listening audio only, consider listening on CastBox. They're great. (laughs) All right. That's it. Cool. Sweet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.